0: Morning, glory, and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome. It's Wednesday, dude. 29th day of January 2020. My name is Nick. There's Big J
1: right over there. Yep. What did I miss Big J? I don't think you missed anything.
0: Nothing in the life of Big J that needs to be updated in the last 24 hours? Velocity, Pastor. Well, I'm going to get a hopefully a very detailed update about that in about 40 minutes. Yeah. That I know I missed. But nothing else? No.
1: You just sat around and watched Velociraptor last night and then sat around some more? I mean, I did some other things. I'm ready. Well, I don't know if I want to share that with everybody. What? I took a crap. Okay? (laughs) Yeah, me too. A couple of times. I think it had something to do with what we ate. Oh. I didn't have a problem there. Uh, Oh, I did. (laughs) Okay, so you want some some funny here. You know, it's like... (laughs) I don't know, eight maybe last year, I was like, I was all about going vegan, right? That's right, yeah, you you wanted to, anyway, 80% of your diet, you wanted yeah, to be vegan. Yeah, and, and so I was serious about it at the time, uh, and I I was taking steps, I was, you know, gathering all the materials and doing it. I just didn't feel like I had the support of the family. Oh, right. Okay. Not just a little bit from the wife, obviously, she's very supportive of whatever I wanted to, but uh, I just didn't feel like I was getting a lot of help. Right, okay. So I'm like and then as I looked at it and as I read more and more, you know some of these diets one way or the other it just you know everything in moderation is probably for the best. So that's kind of where I've landed but you know trying to, to eat a lot more vegetables. But now the wife is uh, she wants to be vegetarian okay she doesn't want to eat meat anymore. I've heard this story before. Right when you got the smoker fixed. right right and then uh, the, the, the oldest uh, also wants to be vegan. I don't see this happening and I'm like listen I you, I was there I was I was right re- I was waving a flag. We could have got all gone together now my smoker's working I want brisket and, and and then and then she tries to say this is the funny thing She goes Mason who's the youngest uh, she goes she just doesn't want to give up cheese. Okay. Uh, and then about five minutes after that, Mason hears us it comes in. She goes, "Like this? School, what are you talking about?" And I go, "Aha! This is the manipulation thing that the wife does. The kid has no intention of leaving behind meat. Just <laughs> wants to leave out certain details." So there gotcha. you go. That's right. what, what that's what occurred yesterday. Do you think it's going to happen? Well, here's the problem: is I do 80% of the cooking in the house, uh-huh. and I'm like, I don't mind cooking some vegetarian-like stuff, but I'm going to cook meat. What are you going to do that? Keep your hands off my meat. Well, I mean, I want to share it. Do you? A lot of the things I cook, the flavor comes from, you know, bacon. Yeah. Well, it's a hard smell so, to avoid
0: or to uh, turn but, down, I should But
1: say. the wife, though, for a long period of time was a vegetarian way before I met her. I mean, for years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's something that she can be very serious about. Uh, but it will not get your support is what you're saying. Now it's I'll, your turn I'll to do I'll do what I can to support her, but I'm not, um, you know, I'm like, listen, I've been through this before. I'm not going through these cycles. Turnabout is fair play, is what you're saying.
0: Sure. I got it. Uh, well, I, I wish you the best of luck, Big J. It sounds like uh, it's going to be a very
1: interesting next couple of months, and uh, we'll see what ends up happening. A lot of kale chips being smoked in the smoker. God, man.
0: Morning after with Nick and Big J. Lots of stuff to get to today. We'll get to some important stuff right now. Here's some Led Zeppelin. It's rock and roll on the X Rocks. <laughs> On The Morning
1: After with Nick and Big J.
0: Interesting you talked about vegetarian and vegan lifestyle to kick off the show, Big J, because there's something new in the news that maybe could interest you, maybe even help you jump on board the train. Help me, help me. Help you, help you, help everybody. And you are probably somebody that can tell you that giving up meat is not the easiest thing to do, correct? Right. If you want to follow a vegetarian or a vegan diet, so to help with this... Strong Roots, which is a, basically a frozen food vegetarian brand teamed up with Oxford to help develop what they're calling a meat patch, Big J. You know how like when you're quitting smoking you can have a nicotine patch?
1: Right, yeah I saw this.
0: But it says that a meat patch releases the odor of bacon after being scratched by the wearer. The idea is you'll smell the scent, you'll imagine yourself eating the bacon, and then you'll
1: get your meat fixed that way, Big J. What do you think? Uh, You know what I say to that? horse crap it's gonna make you want bacon in your mouth it's opposed to where
0: yeah uh, currently the patches are in the trial phase uh, they say they're, they're aimed at people interested in experimenting with a plant based diet
1: that is not going to be helpful for those people. Uh, you are alongside a lot of the people on
0: social media. They have also said the patch seemed like it was a really dumb idea and probably wouldn't work. But I guess you never know until you try it or don't. It may never make its way onto the shelves because people are so negative about it. Who the hell
1: knows? Well, she doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how the smell of something is supposed to to stop a craving. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, one would think that you'd be like, man, I, I really miss meat. You know what? I love the smell of bacon. And then you scratch it, and then bacon fills your
1: lungs, and you're just like, oh, Jesus, what have I done? You can recreate some of the flavors in various ways so that it isn't bacon or meat. Right. And, and, and you can you'll know, be satisfied that way. But just smelling something, that's not going to do nothing. Because well, here's – I don't know much, but I do know that, like –
0: i like bacon very much and when i smell bacon it makes me want it even more right <laughs> it doesn't satisfy I, I don't go yeah that was what i was looking for i'm good i don't need any of that bacon that we're frying up it's fine tom brady could become a free agent this year for the first time in his 20-year career but guess what joe montana is telling him to do retire stick and stay with the new england patriots Speaking with NFL.com, Montana, who retired in 1995, shared his own experience of changing teams. He says, quote, don't if you don't have to. It's a process to go through. It takes time to get used to the team. He says, I can't just see how they would let him leave there myself. Of course, Joe Montana's situation was a little bit different. Uh, He didn't leave the 49ers as a free agent. You understand? Yeah, he was traded away because the team wanted to move on and start Steve Young. And so there was no longer room enough for Joe Montana and Steve Young, which is
1: crazy when you think about it. Right. Well, there's, there's, it's. uh, So
0: the NFL works, man. Loyalty has never been a thing for teams. It's expected to be a thing for players. It's never been a thing for teams.
1: If you had it Belichick's way, that's exactly what would have happened here.
0: A couple years ago, Jimmy G would still be there. Yeah. Although they would have to have ponied up a lot more money. I mean, I think Tom Brady would probably have been jettisoned either last year or the year before if they still had Jimmy G. Which would have been no. Right. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Dusty Baker working to finalize the deal to become the new manager of the Houston Astros. He's 70 years old, Big J. That would make him the oldest manager oh, in Major League man. Baseball. But he does have 22 years of experience. He'll take over for A.J. Hinch, who was fired this later this month, or earlier this month after being suspended for his role in the sign-stealing scandal. And uh, speaking of Tom Brady, Matt Boomer is an actor, Big J. And uh, I have no idea who he is, but I did see this video. He does look a lot like Tom Brady, right? And so they're talking about him in a Tom Brady biopic. And he's like, listen, guys, number one, I wish I looked like Tom Brady. Number two, uh, I think there's a couple more chapters to be written in the biopic of Tom Brady yet. I don't think they're ready to make a movie about the life of Tom Brady until, you know, there's a little bit more of a completion. And by then I'll be a little bit too long in the tooth to play Tom Brady. But people are already talking about the Tom Brady movie. I wonder how that would do. Do you know what I mean? Like, Tom Brady is a fairly polarizing figure in the world of sports. Huge in the Massachusetts area, of course. But do you think, like, a wide-release Tom Brady movie would do? Or you'd have to give it some space, right? Yeah, you would think. For it to be an honest-to-goodness hit. Because I think there's more vitriol for Tom Brady than anything else. But we'll see. Who knows? They made movies about Stranger Things. That's for sure. So the Tom Brady movie probably isn't exactly out of bounds. That's your Send news song of the day, latest from a day to remember. It's called Resentment here on 100.3 The X Rocks. I hope, certainly like me, you have been waiting 24 hours uh, to get Big Jay's review on the movie that he picked yesterday for streaming, dumbass. That movie available on Amazon Prime, and it is called Velocopastor. Velocopastor. Velocopastor? There's no O in it? No. Uh, so how is Velosa Pastor? Uh,
1: but let's see the the, the concept here. Uh, high high concept, Nick, <laughs> where uh, you've got a uh, priest here, not necessarily a pastor, but a priest um, who is uh, he, he witnesses his parents die. My God, in front of him, and then to uh, to what do they die of? Uh, okay so uh, a car exploded okay uh, and, and here's the thing uh, this is this is where we're at with this movie and the first clue is like oh hell this is gonna be a long time uh, th- 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 there are actually two people standing uh, next to a text that says uh, VXt here okay so that stands for you know a an actual um, you know special effect okay. Oh my God, it's like completely blank. Yes. Like it's not complete. Yes, like if you watch like deleted scenes in some instances of some movies, they will have like things that would note like the special effect would go here. That was there in the movie. Like, I'm like, is this a special edition of this movie? What the hell is going on? And then as you watch, as here you go, oh, how did this get on to Amazon Prime? Did this guy pay money to Amazon to put their movie on there? I don't know. Because this is, and I have seen, I've seen shorts and and things. We've got a friend who has worked very hard in Hollywood. His name is Derek Sulik. Uh, So I'm familiar with some of this stuff. Um, And and when you're starting out and you're making movies, and that's the beginning of this nonsense, Nick, where, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, after I saw that, I'm like, listen, I'm just going to watch the movie and I'm going to just, you know, take for, I mean, just the guy's trying hard. Yeah. Right, the director, everybody's doing their hardest work, they're trying to do this thing, they want to start a career. Uh, it's clear this is like one of their first movies, and so there was some cool stuff. So I keep my eye open for some cool things, but there's more bad things than there are cool, of course. Okay, and you know, the the he goes to China, okay, to, to uh grieve uh, for his loss of his parents. And uh, he, I mean, it's just, I mean, bad cutaways and bad just editing, and, and uh, he he ends up uh, in, in the woods in China, and some uh, lady is running Gymkata-style from ninjas, and she has an arrow through her, and uh, she hands him something that looks like a horn, mm-hmm. and uh, it has some sort of mysterious powers, and it cuts him, and he's bleeding, and the next thing you know, he's turning into uh, a dinosaur. <laughs> But it's like the, the the kind that you see uh, people running around in. Oh, it's like a plastic yes! dinosaur? <laughs> yes! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hell no. I mean, this is bad. And then you got the prostitute who ends up coming in to, to like, her pimp. I'm just going to tell you this whole thing so you don't have to watch it. Her pimp is the I, one Now that, I want to watch Her pimp is... No, you don't, because it's real, it's not, like, like, bad funny. It's bad sad. It's not so bad. It's good. It's fun to yeah, watch no, a bunch of no, people. No, it's not. It's not because re- it's so bad, dude. The, if this was like your friends and they worked really hard on this and they brought it to you, it would be hard to watch because you want to like it's so bad, but you want to be encouraging to them. And uh, th- th- her pimp is the one that killed his parents, and then he it comes to confession, and he's confessing this to the guy, and then he turns into the dinosaur in there and there kills the pimp. I mean, it's just it's really bad. It, it sounds, sounds really hilarious, bad. though. Okay, you know what? Go go for it. Watch it and tell me. But I'm gonna. Uh, uh, it's just it's not. It, it had a lot of potential. Like if it went right, well, listen, then,
0: Jay. There's no way a movie about a priest who turns into a dinosaur is going to be amazing Kung, cinema.
1: Kung Fury is an exa- example, okay, of of something like this being done right.
0: But this sounds, right? like, I mean, but I mean, are they trying at all to be meta in this? Because Kung Fury is nothing but meta. No, okay. Well, then there's a big difference. This between is those not. Two
1: that's why it's not good,
0: right? But, I mean, still, like, you, you look—well, you haven't seen it, but you think, like, a movie like The Room, who's not trying to be funny at all, is still hilarious to watch.
1: Yeah, I, 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 and I was thinking of that, that this is a very Room situation uh, with this guy, uh, Brendan Steery, who wrote, directed it, and then you've got some actors who were in it, but it's its rough, man. Not Big J approved? No! Any fast-forwarding through it? I—no, I, because I, I was just like— so captivating. A- Amazon Prime is harder to fast forward through um, <laughs> than Netflix because Netflix you can see frames, so you know if you're missing something. But secretive streaming dumbass right there for you. My God, everything's a sham.
0: Morning after with Nick and Big J coming up in a few short minutes. Some important stuff. Hold on for that.
1: Stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, let's
0: play some word association, shall we? Okay when I say Karcher mall what do you think about old okay that's fair
1: broken <laughs> down solid anything else anything positive baby uh, yeah t Mazda <laughs> parking lot sales <laughs> <laughs> wonderful wonderful
0: you don't even associate it with uh, remember a golden ticket screening
1: yeah no yeah the north uh, the North gate right nope dragon um. It's in there, or was. Northern Lights Grill. Yes, Northern Lights Cinema.
0: Uh, and so uh, it's no longer there, of course. But the Karcher Mall that you know and love, which, by the way, ha- was Idaho's very first indoor mall. It opened up in 1965, long before you're even a twinkle in your father's eye. Right. It's been around that long, but now it is completely changed. In fact, if you drive by it, you're going to see at least half of that mall is demolished. The new owners uh, have picked it up, and they are planning on transforming it into an open-air shopping center. Retail stores, restaurants, all there. And even have some apartments near Karcher. What was once called Karcher Mall. It's going to have a new name. Are you ready for it?
1: Yeah, go for it. Karcher Marketplace. I can see it. I mean, there's a lot. A lot of space out there. Oh, tons of space. That never gets used. It's a damn shame because the parking lots that's around it. I mean, even when the Team Mazda does the thing, it's only in the front. I mean, there's a whole back area there. Yeah. You'd, like, you know. Know. If not for
0: Northern Lights, our screenings there, I hand to God would have no idea there was so much parking in the back of that place. Right. At all. But uh, I also wonder how an open air marketplace is going to do in a climate like Idaho. Do you oh, know what I mean? It works
1: in Salt Lake. I suppose. I mean, they have a very nice
0: outdoor air mall. The uh, $11 million renovation is expected to be complete later this year. So this whole thing is getting a facelift. They're trying to upgrade the thing a little bit, make it look a little bit more aesthetically pleasing, and maybe give you a little bit more options out there. Uh, of course, it's a busy intersection. It's a busy place. You know, it's just Carter Mall. was always just one of those things where it's like, what's, what's inside there? Not a whole lot, right? Tears. Sadness. A broken down arcade. (laughs) A pet store that makes you want to cry. Uh, That's about it. And so now they're trying to change things around a little bit. And we'll see what happens as things get going. It'll open up again later on this year. Joe Montana is telling Tom Brady to stick around with the New England Patriots. We'll see if he follows his advice. we got till March until we figure out NFL free agency. Looks like Dusty Baker is going to be the new manager of the Houston Astros. If you're thinking that Dusty Baker, yes, that 70-year-old Dusty Baker. Looks like he's coming out of retirement to make it all happen. Big J, it's official. Robert Pattinson has officially started doing shooting on the Batman. Matt Reeves is directing. He tweeted the image of the film's first clapperboard. Jeffrey Wright, who's playing Commissioner Gordon in the movie retweeted the shot and he wrote shine the light batman is slated for release june 25th in 2021 people seem to be very excited about it who's excited about it listen i was just looking at the tweets and people are really pumped up the 10 year olds uh no they all seem to be uh in the 20s and 30s those
1: people are idiots
0: well i mean come on you got to give the guy a shot right no i don't why not you don't like jeffrey wright former guest the morning after no you don't write, Matt, you don't like Matt. Well, I guess you wouldn't like Matt Reeves. You haven't seen any of his movies. But uh, I, Robert Patterson's coming off of uh, the uh, the Lighthouse, which has gotten tons oh, of buzz oh and people seem to like. Oh great! You just don't like him because he was in the toilet right. movies, huh? He can go to hell. All right. Well, I guess you're not going to go see the Batman. No, I'll see it, oh. and then
1: I'll just poo on it the well, whole time. You might actually want to have it open mind. Nah. All right. Morning. I'm action. done having an open
0: mind <laughs> with Nick and close-minded Jay. Big Jay. Uh, it's coming up in a few minutes. We're talking about we're going to hell. Hold on.
1: Big J on 100.3. The X rocks.
0: Oh, dude. Oh, oh God dude, almighty. Dude? Oh, God. We are going to Texas for today's we're going to hell story. Yeah, have the bigger Texas. Austin, Texas, to be specific. Oh. Tell you a story about a guy who's unnamed, Big J. Just a dude that stumbled into... A hospital there in Texas and basically said, I can't take it anymore. I, I need help. Somebody, please. And uh, the doctors are like, okay, uh, describe to me what's going on. Oh, no. And so they're like, listen, man, I- I- the last couple of days, I just, I've been fainting. I don't know what's happening. I'm having fainting spells. And this is on top of for at least the last eight, nine years, something like that. I have had huge headaches, almost oh constant. Oh, God,
1: what's in his brain? It
0: doesn't matter what pills I'm taking. It doesn't matter what Excedrin headache medicine I've got. I just my head hurts always and now I'm fainting what is happening to me
1: what's in his brain man let me me take some guesses okay fire away it's probably since it's gone on so long it's probably not like an insect or anything it's got to be like a nail or a bolt or something No, no no no
0: okay no foreign object well technically it is so the doctors are like all right let's get an mri and so This is America, people! It's not China! So they go to give him an MRI, and they're like, What? That can't be right. I've never seen anything like that in my medical career.
1: All the doctors are yeah. around, they're, they're like,
0: hey, ra- check this out! They got their pens, they're pointed at the MRIs,
1: they're like, is that what I think? Is that? Is that moving? Oh no. Oh no! How many ears?! so
0: they start to do a little bit more research and they're like yes that's exactly what we thought it is so now listen this is something that you're familiar with you are familiar with a tapeworm yes oh my god tapeworms are usually something that happens in your guts and then over time uh whether something happens or doesn't happen you eventually evacuate them from your body i think i'm gonna be sick (laughs) but they have seen now a tapeworm that has made its way into a man's brain big j a tapeworm crawled up into this guy's brain
1: this guy needs he's gonna need
0: therapy and so they were able to identify the tapeworm figure out what it was put him under surgery and remove the tapeworm surgically and yes of course just like you thought the tapeworm was still alive and wiggling when they pulled it out of his head. Oh my god. Oh my god. And the man is now recovering according to the doctors and his headaches have gone away. They God. Well, no bleep. So now they did some back they, they did some backstory. How did this happen? Oh no. How did this happen? <laughs> How did it happen? They think now of course it was 10 years ago now. So nothing is a scientific certainty, but they think at least here's what happened. The tapeworm happened when he made a trip down to mexico 10 years ago and had some undercooked pork and was just sick as a dog for four days and that's where tapeworms come from man undercooked meat underprepared meat they grow into your gut they get there and if they're not taken care of things can go wrong and they said basically he ignored the stomach aches that he had for a couple of months didn't go to a doctor and sure enough this tapeworm was like i'm just gonna make my way up to where i want to find a little permanent home right up into the brain so, watch the hell out, is the point.
1: So now... I mean, I love how that investigation went. So, you know, <laughs> 10 years ago, what were you doing? Well, they're, they're,
0: they probably gave him a couple of instances. Like, hey, listen, here's how you can get a taper. Usually, it, it seems like it's food poisoning. Uh, it usually has to do with some kind of meat that you had. And he's like, you know what? The only time I've ever had that was 10 years ago. I'm in Mexico. I'm puking like a sick dog after eating some bad tacos in the street. Somebody didn't cook my pork, and that had to be it. And, you know, the headache started a couple about a year after that. And he goes, yeah, that's probably how long it took the tapeworm to crawl up into your damn brain and live off your brain stuff. That's
1: so gross. This will send you vegan right away. Yeah. Because you know what? You ain't getting tapeworms from vegetables. No, there's no such thing as a kale worm. That ain't happening, man. It ain't crawling up your body into your brain and then hanging out there for a decade.
0: Oh, Ten, years! 10 years! I mean, what was it eating? I don't know. You even want to know, dude. You like, don't want to know. How much brain function did the dude lose? Well, he was fainting. You understand? Ah, He's fainting. It's horrifying. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rock. That is Rob Zombie. That is Dragula here on 100.3. The x Rocks And the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Are you ready for your outdated poll of the day big j oh sure that showcases something that may or may not be true please what a do you think is the number one leisure activity for people in the united states of america meaning what they leave their house to do when they want something to relax or maybe go out and not stay in the house
1: uh a movie that is number
0: two okay Uh, About 5% of people say that their leisure activity that they prefer is going out to a movie. The number one thing? Going to the library, dude. No! 10.5% of people. Oh, man, what a lie. Say they would go to a library more often than go to a movie. More than twice. They are full of crap. Uh, Live sporting events came in at number three. Music or theater came in at number four. Visit a park comes in at five. Museum, six. Casino, seven. Amusement or theme park, eight. Zoo, nine. And it says that a vast majority, I mean, more than double of people that say they go to the movies, go to the library. Now, listen, here's what I can tell you. It's true. The, while the money-making in movies are up, the attendance at movies of people going in not exactly breaking the bank. You understand? Yeah, I get that. And libraries have said in the last two years they have issued more new cards to people than in the last 20 years. It's like at an all-time high the last two years of people going to libraries and checking things out. So maybe there's more to it than we think, Big J.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anybody. Who's, hey, let's go. Let's go out. What do we want to do? Man? Well, that being said, let's I mean, go to the
0: library. I have taken my son to the library a bunch of times. Yeah, last yeah, of
1: years. but I don't know. When you say leisure, I mean, I'm thinking like, hey, let's go spend some some time out. You know, together somewhere. I just don't picture libraries being one of those.
0: You know who is a big advocate of the library? Our friend Randy. He goes all the time. That's a true statement. Wow, he is a huge. What's he uh, doing at the library? Well, he this is where he says he goes. He's he goes reading. there for uh, he does get movies there. He gets a bunch of uh, there's even music that he gets there, and he's also done some video game stuff. There. So libraries have all these things, and they're free, by the way, to to get some of this stuff. So uh, a library is a pretty good resource for a lot of things. Now uh, I said outdated for a reason. That is because while it, it's making the news. Here in 2019 because of the surprising factor of how many people say they go to the library the last time this poll was taken was 2001 and overall the rankings have remained the same they say uh, but obviously uh, the just so you know women visit the library an average of 13 times over the previous year uh, men did it about seven times uh, men report visiting casinos sporting events and parks more often than the women did and, of course, it is the 30- to 49-year-old group that visits the library the most, which is right in your wheelhouse, Big J.
1: But when was the last time you were at a library of any oh, kind? Oh, man. It's been a couple years. Not I didn't, didn't even really go inside. It was just to let a lady go inside. You let a lady go inside? Yeah, one of my kids. Or the wife. Go in and maybe drop something off. Or...
0: So, uh, yeah, you know, the, your your wife's a big reader. Does she go to the library? I know yeah. she, was, uh, she, was, she had a passion of libraries online for a long time which oh, I guess technically yeah. that counts so that counts I, okay
1: I guess it does but you said leave the house for leisure that's true I did
0: but it is something that your wife does She's
1: I do too connected to the library in some way
0: so there you go see you think about libraries more often than you realize you just have the technology in the palm of your hand now to do so morning after with Nick and Big J coming up in a few short minutes your important stuff and your pop culture smackdown <laughs>
1: with Nick and Big J.
0: Valentine's Day, Big J. She's right around the corner, dude. Yeah. And you are our relationship expert. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's one of I those am... deals where maybe, you know, you don't have the situation, but maybe you find yourself newly single for Valentine's Day, right? Yeah. Is yeah, it a the... good idea or a bad idea to text your ex on Valentine's what
1: Day? What would you do that for? Here's a first piece of, uh, of good relationship information nick is when you break up break the hell up and unless you've got kids with that person you kick them to the curb forever well maybe there's
0: unresolved feelings or maybe one person yep. in that relationship doesn't want to have broken up right well,
1: yeah you right. can certainly see <laughs> wait are you going back on your advice now you talked me down <laughs> but no I, I think that texting uh your ex on uh, valentine's Day would be a bad idea Probably uh, a smart piece of advice,
0: not only from Big J, but also from breakup coach Trina Lecky. Did you know there was such a thing as a breakup coach?
1: Uh, I've been playing that role here in the morning after for a long time. Imagine you could probably have started charging people for it. Good idea. But she says that like $10 from you right now. Not me.
0: I'm not going to be doing any of this stuff. But if you want to wish them well or say that, hey, I appreciate you. Hope everything's okay. That's okay. But if you've got like some weird high expectations that Valentine's Day is going to be the day that you win back that person that you broke up with or whatever, uh, odds are not in your favor. Right. Right. Ultimately, you kind of have to think about the dynamic that you have with your ex. If it's respectful and kind, maybe a friendly okay is fine. But mm, that's not the day to rekindle the relationship.
1: And also, don't be completely like uh, see through and transparent when you're like, "Hey, hey, how's it going?" Like randomly out of the blue.
0: Don't get all thirsty. Is
1: that what you're saying? Yeah, that's that's uh, what thirsty means. But right? also, if things ended
0: badly, like that's not a good idea. Period. Right? Well, no, I would.
1: Why would you even have
0: their phone numbers still? <laughs> I don't know a good question maybe it's committed to memory tom brady can become a free agent for uh the first time in his 20-year career and joe montana is telling him to stay put says it's fine to flirt with other teams but if it was up to him probably keeping the dynamic with one team is the way to go joe montana of course played for two teams the san francisco 49ers and then the kansas city chiefs but didn't leave as a free agent he was traded there to the chiefs and that's where he finished his career Speaking of old people, Dusty Baker is working to finalize a deal to become the manager of the Houston Astros. He is 70 years old. Last coach, Big J, do you know where? San Francisco Giants? Oh, God, no, that was years oh, and years boy. ago. That I was don't... last time he had a really good run. But um, he has since been, oh, go, go, Boston Red Sox? No, no, never never, never coached there. Uh, New York
1: Mets? Nope,
0: Reds. Texas and then, Rangers? And uh, Nationals, he also was. <laughs> Are you going to name all the baseball teams? I'll name teams? every <laughs>
1: baseball team I can think of. <laughs>
0: Nationals in 2017 was the last team he managed uh, a couple years back. And then, of course, the Nationals have gone on to better, bigger and better things and moving on from Dusty Baker. Uh, but he'll replace A.J. Hinch, who, of course, was fired after a signed ceiling scandal. Rocked the Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox and the New York Mets. Rocked them. Someone somewhere might not know who he is, but in this case and in chance off chance they attended the Oscars 2020 luncheon, Brad Pitt has them covered. Apparently the uh, Hollywood heavy hitter, who of course is nominated for his role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, politely roar a my name is Brad Pitt name tag with the rest of the normal people at the luncheon as they had the Oscars 2020 lunch. He has already picked up a SAG and Golden Globe for his role in Quentin Tarantino's film, and maybe he thought it would be funny if he put, like, a My Name is Brad Pitt thing. You ever do that? You ever, like, write Big J on something? Like, people don't know who I you are? I don't know. You've never done a Big J name tag? I don't like that. No, you don't like doing <laughs> that? What about it makes you uncomfortable?
1: I don't know. It's just, you know, I don't expect people to know who I am, so I don't like... Thinking that I expect people to know who I am by putting my name on stuff. Well, like when I'm introduced by friends and stuff, I don't want them to introduce me as Big J. Well, that's your friends. That's different. Yeah, I know. That's even worse. I want them to, you know, be my friend. But, like, you know,
0: this obviously was not like he wasn't walking around as the only person with a name tag. It was like a name tag type situation. Oh, yeah. And he put a name tag on it. Put my real name on it? it. Yeah, okay. Never like a Big J thing. Just making sure. Because maybe people don't know, and they need to know. I mean, when you walk around with your lanyard, that's kind of like a name tag.
1: Yeah, right? yeah, that's that's work-related, though.
0: Morning After, with, you think this, Brad Pitt did this for fun? Yeah. I think he was hobnobbing that's for an Oscar.
1: Morning well, After. You know, he doesn't have a stupid radio name, okay? <laughs> you made up that name,
0: and you can you use I, it. I was asked regular? to
1: make up a name. Just saying. You played a part.
0: You knew the rules. <laughs> morning after with nick and big j coming up in a few short minutes in pop culture smackdown
1: after with nick and big j and let's hook you up with some tickets kill switch engage atonement tour north america's coming august burns red light the torch going to be a part of it going to be awesome sunday march 29th at the rev center so hook you up with these tickets if you can beat nick here in tom Selleck. pop culture smackdown oh my god today is tom Selleck's birthday he's 75 years old so let's uh celebrate the man with some questions it's
0: gonna be pretty easy this, uh, what? this I, 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 I. you don't know anything
1: about the stash
0: i don't think i do i, don't you idiot. I do idiot uh 208-287-1003 is the phone number that you need to I wrote call. A lot of questions. If to. you like to Well, we can bust through them, but okay. I'm not sure I'm going to answer a whole lot of correct. I lied, I wrote like three questions each. Well, that is a lot for you. Though. Hello the X. Hey guys.
1: Good morning, man. What's your name? It's Wayne. All right, Wayne. Good luck. For 8 years, Tom Selleck started in this CBS TV series set at Magnum PI. Thank Whoa. you. Good job, dude. Right. I'm old. Yep. Uh, Tom Selleck, Nick starred in a sci-fi movie, 1984, with Kiss's Gene Simmons. Name the movie. I mean, I even knew the year as I was writing this out. Come on. I don't think
0: I've... I mean, I can't think of a Gene Simmons movie.
1: I mean, no makeup, obviously. He was the bad guy in the movie. I almost want to make you go watch this movie. I have no idea.
0: Uh, I'll say Flash Gordon That's it! (laughs)
1: No. <laughs> Wrong. Wayne, do you know? Isn't that Runaway? Yeah, yeah what is is it Runaway. Called? Runaway. Right.
0: I've never heard of it. What's it oh, about? Man. It's a
1: sci-fi movie. It's a oh. robot runaway movie. It is terrible. You would love it, Nick, because you love terrible movies. Runaway. Yeah. All right, Wayne, congratulations. Kill switching and Gage right. tickets are yours. Nick, so I know you know this one. 1990 movie starred Tom Selleck as Matthew Quigley, a western sharpshooter, hired for a job in Australia. That's Quigley Down Under. Yep. Right. Uh, Tom Selleck started a handful of made for TV movies about a police detective based on a novel series. Name the character. I don't remember what you made you made... watch him yep. for Jesse Stone. Jesse Stone. In right. nineteen eighty six, Magnum P.I. was featured in a crossover episode with another popular CBS show. What was it? Uh Hawaii Five O? No. Murder Show. Really? Right. How come you don't know anything about Tom Selleck? Dude? I just don't care. I know
0: I know that he was I know him from Mr. Baseball. I don't see any Mr. Baseball questions in there.
1: Yeah. Because I don't. figured
0: you'd know those questions. Uh, but that's about it, yeah. I watched Magnum P.I., and I watched Mr. Baseball. That's about the extent of it. That's and I know he's on Blue Bloods now, even though I haven't yeah, watched it, Yeah, I did have Blue
1: Bloods, so I didn't bother asking. But him. that's it.
0: Morning After with well, Nick and Big J. Thanks for nothing, man. Big Jay. Uh, well, Real letdown. Wayne got some tickets. He's pretty happy about it. Uh, we are going to do some headlines. That's happening next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Believe it. Big J, are you ready for headlines? Yep. Rock and roll high school. Headlines are as follows: bad idea, dude. Way to piss people off. And nice work. Uh, nice work. Locking yourself inside of a car and being able to un being able unable to get out is a fairly rare thing. Usually, when you're you're locked out of something, you're locked out. Rarely are you locked in. in. But whatever, police in the UK tweeted about how they got a report about a man that was acting strangely inside of a parked car on Sunday. Upon investigating, they found that the man was was trapped inside a Ford Focus that had been fitted with phony license plates. He was arrested, but there's no word why he was unable to get out of the car, which has a conventional door (laughs) lock switch. There's no reason why this dude should have been locked in this car simple uh pulling on the handle would have gotten him out of the vehicle they're still well, he's not locked in the car well he was he couldn't get out he couldn't figure his way out yes but i mean i would argue that almost nobody is ever locked inside of a car there's a way out but this guy could not figure it out and so they got him they got him for stealing the car then uh basically he trapped himself he was like a uh, caught in his own trap you understand like elvis presley can't get out no way out and so he ended up going to jail i guess you got to know where you're going and know what you're stealing in order to get off on it bad idea dude or way to piss people off way to piss people off if you're looking for a way to irritate your neighbors here's one residents living in the wealthy neighborhood of realgo circle florida were quite upset after a resident there painted his beige house with an array of colors over the course of a week The homeowner, Jeffrey Lieberman, was uh, also painted tree trunks on the property as well as his front lawn and even his van. Now, the Homeowners Association is now suing this gentleman, saying that he trashed the house. He's already been arrested on drug charges and is no longer living in his multicolored home. And so this is where, like, you know, you and I are no advocates of the HOAs, correct? Yeah, we have our issues with it. But, like, you should see what he did to this house. He clearly was on something, and it's like... It's awfully painted and it's just, it's all sorts of different colors. And then he does the tree trunks and the lawn. And you're like, okay, this gentleman's had a mental break. He's and because of it, it has driven down the property values in our neighborhood. And while I i have an issue with HOAs when they talk about how you can't build a particular fence on your property or you can't hang a particular sign on your property or whatever that may be, maybe, just maybe, They've got a little bit of a leg to stand on when it comes to somebody losing their damn mind. Not that they're going to do anything to fix it, of course, other than sue the guy, but, like, this is bad. He he went nuts on his house. It doesn't look good. It looks like he's not okay mentally, and it makes everybody else kind of look crazy. <laughs> come on, this guy, that guy's a cuckoo bird living next to me. Get him What's some that? help. Yeah. they're tra- Well, he's in jail, of course, on drug charges, so maybe the help will come there, question mark? Maybe. Wrap it up with bad idea, dude. If you want to remain in jail, this is one way to guarantee that. On Monday, Spencer Boston was in court in Lebanon, Tennessee, facing a drug possession charge. He decided he was going to plead not guilty. Uh, But the reason why he wanted to plead not guilty was because he's in favor of marijuana legalization, you see. Still illegal in Tennessee. And so then, in a form of protest, he decided to uh, light up and smoke a joint right there in court in front of the judge. And that's not gonna fly in a court of law so not only does he face drug possession charges he faces another charge of simple possession disorderly conduct he was held in contempt of court he's now looking at seven years in prison dude seven years well yeah you he's got six more charges on top God. of the original ones he's done he did it belligerently which of course is part of the issue but not a smart play man I mean I, I get the battle you're trying to fight that just might not have been the smartest way to try and b- fight that bad. You going learn the hard way now. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. Bad impressions and more on the way. <coughs> Incubus and Drive here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. On 100.3 The X Rock. Sunday coming up. Starting at 2 o'clock, our big game party at Dave and Buster's. We encourage you to get there before kickoff because once kickoff starts, we close our super square pool. And the square pool is how you or somebody will win a bunch of cool things, including tickets to Tool, tickets to out Corn, Breaking Benjamin and Bones UK, tickets to In This Moment, an autograph, Ooh. Breaking ben- Benjamin Guitar, <laughs> and also uh, some stuff from Dave and Buster's and Fireball Whiskey, too. Uh, but apparently now the, the and last year, it was last year, like the score remained the same through like three quarters of the game. So somebody walked away with like just yeah. a king's ransom of
1: stuff. There's not much we can do about that. But Nick, what is the question we get the most when we do the square pool? How
0: much is it to to
1: enter? Yes. And that is because generally what you will find when you go to any square pool is the numbers will all be up there. Yep. And as you come, you will pay for your entry and then you'll put where you think that it it, it is. Uh, that's not the case the way we do it It's very random, so we don't have the numbers up there Until we get the board full Correct. And then we'll put the numbers up there But the Washington Post has analyzed which numbers have come up At the end of each quarter of all NFL games since 2015 oh. So we're doing analytics here All right. And they determined the best square to have Is what do you think, Nick? I am going
0: to say uh, 7-0 or zero
1: seven 7 in some way you're close. The actual best square to have is 0-0. Zero, 0-0, zero. Zero, zero. okay. Uh, that combination happened at the end of 8% of quarters of all games over the past five seasons. It returns an average of $2 per dollar bet.
0: And here's the good news. It doesn't cost you a damn thing Yeah. the Dave Busters. The
1: next best square is, as you correctly uh, put down, 7-0. to Okay. Followed by three to zero, four to zero, and zero to three.
0: So if you have a zero somewhere, you're in pretty good shape, yes. I think. Good bet. Now, of course, it depends on which team has that zero. Of course, that's the that's the whole thing with the square pool. Yep. You know, you may have the right you may have a zero, but you could have the wrong zero. And that's where it starts to get a little bit rough. But it's fun, it's exciting, it's interesting, it's different, and I like the fact that we don't draw the numbers for the squares until the very end. It keeps you on the edge of your damn seat.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it, you know it's it's good for us because it kind of randomizes everything, and you know it doesn't you know not try and play any favorites. Yeah, exactly. So it's just about
0: filling up squares, having fun. We're not taking money from everybody. We want you to have fun while you're out there and win stuff for free. That's the idea behind it. So, uh, hope for a zero or a seven, or a zero and a zero when you get there. You could be big in the money. I think last year it was like a like the nine and three was the the big the big one to have so you never know you never know man it's nuts but we'll see you on Sunday hopefully morning after with Nick and Big J your bad impressions next on the X
1: Nick and Big J on 100.3 the X yeah we got you a CD of choice come on in here and grab something fun from the uh, box of new CDs if I may recommend one the
0: new Breaking Benjamin album is everything I wanted oh to
1: Aurora yeah
0: it's really good it's really really good uh and so if you would like to grab your own C D of Choice to add to your very elaborate and I'm sure eclectic music collection, why don't you get on the phone? 208 287 1003. That would be our phone number. Big J has prepared three clues revolving around somebody famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is, the C D is yours. Hopefully that makes your Wednesday a little bit better. But I guess that's entirely up to you. Good it's morning, entirely X. up to you. Hey. What's up, dude? What's your name? Charlie. Alright, Charlie.
1: Good luck. Ah, uh, here we go. I starred in Four Lethal Weapons as Roger Murtaugh. Can yeah, there you go. Whoa, right off mm. the bat. Good job, Charlie. I, mean, I did give the the, the easy, famous clue. Hang, first, hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. What were clues two and three? Danny Trejo and I kicked ass in Badass, the movies. And I start with Danny DeVito in Jumanji, The Next Level. He did, and why and is he was just recently here in town? Why anyway. is that? Why Danny Glover is in? No, I'll tell you why he's in town. And uh, several different um, outlets are kind of confirming this story that uh, Lethal Weapon Five could be on the way very soon. Really, the Interesting. last, the last movie they've been wanting to do this for a few years, but uh, Richard Donner, who is up there now. He's ninety. We all are. Uh, they, he's ninety. Yeah, that's what I—that's what I read in another one of these other stories. So he's getting up there. Uh, back in uh, 2018, Richard Donner indicated that it was unlikely the Lethal Weapon Five would ever happen due to problemat- problematic negotiations. However, uh, things have. Turned, and just a few months later, now, producer Dan Lynn has revealed Lethal Weapon 5 is on track to eventually get made. As he put it, quote, we're trying to make the last Lethal Weapon movie. And Dick Donner's coming back. The original cast is coming back. And it's just amazing. The story itself, very personal to him. Mel and Danny are ready to go. So it's about the script. All right. So now this is the part where I ask you, how do you think it will do? I don't care. I don't want to see it, man. I, I just want, I mean, like, because let's be
0: honest, man. I mean, it's... Mel Gibson has not really done a whole lot since that whole incident.
1: He's done. He's done stuff, stuff, but, but it's nothing under has the radar. been right. Nothing has been a hit since then. But this could be it if they could just get uh, Shane and write the, you know, the final script because he started it with Lethal Weapon. Shane Black. Black. That would be fantastic. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, they're old. I mean, well, you know, Danny Glover's pretty old. Joe I mean, Pesci, too. Yeah, Joe Pesci's, Pesci's very old. Yeah, so but we'll see. But you bring Chris Rock into it, too? I mean, everybody? I don't know. Lethal Weapon 4. I don't know. Lethal Weapon 4 was funny. It mm-hmm. was really funny. It's, it was trying to be. Yeah. I don't uh, remember a
0: thing about Lethal Weapon 4 other than I don't. Claire and Chris. Like, I don't, what was the plot?
1: Uh, Well, you don't remember that the, the kids... We're having kids, so he's having grandkids. I remember the well, grandkids. I, I remember the dentist office. You don't remember that scene? Mm. It's hilarious. No, I don't remember it.
0: But either way, it could be happening. And when was Lethal Weapon four? Ninety. Ninety eight. Good God Almighty! Go spit. Morning after with Pinky. We'll wrap up the show here next in the X Rocks. That is Five Figure Death Punch, that is Inside Out, and that is wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J on this Wednesday, the 29th day of January, 2020. Thanks for getting up and spending your morning with us on this foggy Wednesday day. Any trouble getting into work this morning, Big J, for you? No. In the dark, in the fog, It was
1: It was It was pretty thick, though.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, But hopefully everybody got to work safe. That's what it's all about. As we travel through, we learned a lot about Big J's possible family dynamic shifting into vegan and vegetarianism. Uh, But this time around, he's not along for the ride. And we also learned that uh, Velocipastor is something that you need to pass on. Big J did not find it entertaining or fun at all. He just found it sad and depressing. Uh, But it still may be a movie
1: I check out. No offense to you, Big J. You won't last. You won't make it all the way through it.
0: Uh, Of course, we also had a chance to give away some tickets and a bunch of other fun today and remind you that, hey, listen, Super Square Pool is free at the X's Big Game Party. Remember that when you come to Dave & Buster's on Sunday. Won't cost you a thing to take part and win some prizes, possibly from both us, Dave & Buster's, and Fireball Whiskey. It's going to be a good time, so hopefully we'll have you out there come Sunday for
1: the big old game. Big J, that leaves you with the floor, sir. Yeah, I can get down with this Oreo releasing the triple-stuffed Team USA cookies in honor of the Summer Olympics. Uh, it's got red, white, and blue cream stuffing in the middle. But
0: uh, same flavor? Yeah. Not a
1: different... Yeah, USA! USA! Tastes like freedom? Is that what you're telling me? Yes! Good. All right. When is that coming? Uh, uh, I don't know the date, actual, but I'll tell you this. It's my new favorite Oreo. <laughs> what uh, has it displaced? The other Oreos. Well, there's plenty of flavors to choose from. No, I mean, uh, this is the top Oreo. I understand, but
0: what was the top one before this one? Oreo. Just a regular standard Oreo? Yep. All right. That's all it takes for Big J to move on. There you go. It's coming soon, maybe? I guess in time for the Summer Olympics. We will see you tomorrow in which we will have Jeff Augusta from Zoo Boise on the show to talk about Wild at Heart, which is happening this weekend. We'll also have a chance to learn a little bit more about some free things like Kill switch Engage tickets that are coming through the show tomorrow as well. We will see you then. It is the X-Rox.